as the Tyson Bajan era begun for the Chicago Bears. Nick may very well have. That kid did such a nice job. He saved you, Eberflus. Hampton OB. I know what I'm talking about, and the gentleman to my right, he knows what he's talking about. Sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. The Bears are what we thought they were. The Hampton OB Show starts now. All right. Hampton OB underway here. Sponsored by your local Chevy dealers, ChevyDriveChicago.com. Andy Mazer alongside the guys. 30-13, to 13, the final. It didn't even seem that close, to be honest with you. Well... You know, hey, 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 folks, I got to tell you, I'm not, I'm not really upset about a, a, a lot of things. Uh, normally we come in and, uh, you know, we're wanting to beat on the desk and, and, and scream. But I got to tell you, there, we ran into a buzzsaw tonight and our offense was never in rhythm. You know, there was some good things, some bad things, but. When you when you you know when you turn around you're down fourteen nothing then seventeen nothing it's it's kind of hard to get in rhythm but at the very least you got to just tip the cap. Uh, I told you in the pregame, Ob, that this uh, this this team had a lot of really talented players and and uh, boy they they showed up tonight. The one thing I, I you know the the very first uh, touchdown drive of. Um, the the Chargers, uh, what was it? Ten plays, uh, seventy uh, ninety yards, something like that. Justin Herbert uh, started the game off fourteen of fourteen. I mean, it, it just we we couldn't make a play, and sometimes those things happen. But but we didn't fall apart. Our offensive line, I I I, I got to tell you, they held up. And and you know what did Khalil Mack do? What did Joey Bosa do other than the very first play of the game or the very first third down of the game? He ran over Cody Whitehair for a sack. Other than that, I mean, we, we kind of did a lot of good things. We just let the score get away. But, but, but sooner or later, it's got to come back to the Chargers were so much more talented. They made plays. We didn't. That's why the score is what it is. Well, um. I don't I really don't know where to go with this. We're a two and five team playing on the road against a two and four team who already had a their bypass for the week. So it was a two and five against a two and four team and it tells you exactly where we are talent wise, where we are coaching wise and when I say coaching-wise, talent-wise, it's in the third quarter, folks. It's fourth down and one, and obviously we're way behind score-wise. We're on our own 29-yard line. It's fourth down and one yard. And what play do they call? They call a delayed handoff. In other words, you get the snap from the center. He drops back. Four yards to the back. Who's set? He sets up like he's gonna block, like you're really fooling somebody. And then the quarterback runs back, hands him the ball. Then the running back runs into the line. Folks, that has never worked. It never will work. And we still keep running that play. We ran it a few games ago. Danny, I I, I tell you, this coaching staff. The last two we've had here, I have, I, I have, I can't tell you, I have no idea 
who these people are, where where are they finding these offensive and defensive coordinators supposedly called that? Where are they finding these 27, 28, 26 coaches? And where, what kind of game plan is it? The last, what, three years, four years? Danny, we can't stop anybody? We can't convert on third down? We can't score points? And we can't win games? I, who, I'm not going to give kudos to this coaching staff. I'm not going to give it to the players. Why? Dan, I'm sick and tired of watching this team lose. And they find different ways every week, week after week after week to lose. Well, it's this, it's that, it's whatever. And by the way, is there anybody on that coaching staff or in management that could tell our hurt quarterback, Justin Fields, to take the sunglasses off? It's nighttime and he's playing inside in a stadium at night. Please take your sunglasses off. Why aren't you next to Getze when your backup quarterback is out there? Why aren't you right next to Getze, play-by-play, call-for-call, every time we have the ball? You never went near him. You never went near him. Danny, is there anything that I misstepped here? No, no, no. That was ridiculous. But this kid but, wearing sunglasses yeah, inside yeah. at night, and we're and and this is a National Football League game, nationally broadcast, nationally broadcast. He did himself no favors, trust me. But back to the back to the big picture. Guys, you know, we, we brought a bagel to a cake bake. Big picture, that, Dan. We don't that, know how to win. Well, That's the big picture. And the reason is we're not talented enough. And that is well, Ryan Well, who the hell's fault is that? That's Ryan Poles. It's his second year. And, again, we have to be able to match up. Now, you went through this future schedule. If yes. we would have played New Orleans tonight, we got a real good chance to beat them. I'm just telling you. Carolina, we would have run them out of the stadium. Minnesota without Kirk Cousins, maybe. Detroit, that's another story. But I'm just saying, tonight was not the night. They're 22, much, much better than our 22. And we can beat on them all night. And i got to tell you, you know, Edmonds got hurt. Well, maybe sometimes they need a beating, Dan. Well, they got it tonight. But at some point, you're talking about Ryan Poles were not talented enough. T.J. Edwards, okay, Here's a guy that signed for six and a half million dollars signing bonus. I think no four and a half million. He gets six and a half million this year. Early in the game, it was a check down to Austin Eckler. The whole damn night was a check down practically, but they wore it, stuck it up our address. But T.J. Edwards comes flying up there and you know lunges and misses the tackle. And Eckler goes about 30 yards, and, you know, now the wheels are coming off, and here they go, and they, they get this touchdown. You cannot miss that tackle. If we wanted to miss tackle, we would have kept, kept the bums we had last year that were making the minimum. But you pay these people to make plays. Edmonds, what has he done? He got a deflected interception last, last week, and now he got his knee hurt tonight. But I'm just saying, we're not – Talented enough. We're paying a lot of money, but we are just not good enough and talented enough to match 
the Chargers when the Chargers have got their back against the wall and they come out and they want to win a game and they did. All right, we went and down and we played them. I, again, we're a two and five team. We played a two and four team tonight. All right, this, including this game tonight, we have ten more games, including this game. All right, and of the ten more games, including tonight, folks. We're going to play one team that has a winning record. One team. That's the Detroit Lions, and we play them twice. We had a chance. This coaching staff had a chance to get this team ready with a new young quarterback that seems to me he has a pretty good vision of what he can see the field, he can read the field, he's an accurate passer, and what do we do? We fall flat on our face again. And again, to put it on these players, I find it very difficult to do. I look at this coaching staff, at Danny, and I, I'm, I'm telling you something. My blood boils. The stupidity of this coaching staff. And again, let me say it again, folks. This game tonight and nine more games, we only play in one team that has a winning record. Let's see what they do. 312-981-7200 is our number. We're going to ask you to give us a call here if you want to chat about this one. We're going to get to the news here and come back with more Happen OB in just a moment. Happen OB is sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Put a Chevy Silverado in your toolbox. You know, real quickly, Danny, you know, with the this, with this teams that we've been playing this year, it's a cream puff schedule. It truly is. And that why? Because we were so bad last year, we got the easiest schedule. And here we are. We're what now? Two and five or two and six? Two and six. Two and six, folks. Two and six. And I'm not blaming the kids that are out there, the 53. I'm blaming Eberflus and his staff. It's right on their forehead. 312-981-7200, the number. We're going to get to the news and come back with more Happen OB in just a moment here on 720 WGN. to hear from Corey Hart tonight. Happen OB is sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. That one goes out to Justin Fields. I said Fields. that was a stupid song back then. <laughs> Good job there, Sammy. Yeah, nice work. Nice work. Uh, yeah. 30-13, the final. It was the Chargers over the Bears on Sunday Night Football. And uh, Tyson Bajan again, 25-37 uh, in this game, 232 yards passing. A couple of picks, and he was sacked one time. Uh, nine different receivers once again. Well, and again, you know, think about this, folks. You know, going into this game, you fall behind 17 to nothing. You would think, oh, wow, he had, you know, was pillaged, got sacked seven times, 10 times, 12 times, whatever. No, the offensive line did a decent job of giving the offense a chance. We just never, never were in rhythm, and we never made the plays that you got to make, and you can't. Our defense didn't stop them from scoring. They went down and scored every damn time they got the ball until the middle of the third quarter. That was the first time we had a three and out. First time. When that happens, you can scream about the offense all you want. Boy, you you got a big hole you got to climb out of. 312-981-7200. The callers are lining up already. Let's start off with Pete in Arlington Heights. Pete, you're up with Happen OB. Go right ahead. Yeah, you know, I have to agree with you guys. One thing, but I think we have talent on that team. But the trouble is, for the last four years, what I'm seeing from this coaching staff there you go. is that they call the same damn plays day after day, game after game. 
I mean, don't they ever change up? It's the same plays all the time. All I have to do with a team is look at the moves and say, this is what they're going to call, this is what they're going to call. They don't give that poor quarterback kid, either one, Fields or this uh, uh, Baden or Bajan, a chance to run and use the ball. Let let these kids have the legs under them. Give them a chance to play, for God's sakes. All right, Pete, thanks so much. Appreciate it. Good points. You know, and again, we we saw this. You know, it came to a head down in Tampa Bay, the second game of the year, where the defense essentially knew by the formation what play was going to be called. And, and, he, and yet, you would think the self-scouting, and you know all about this, OB. I mean, that has to be a, a very – you know, vital part of the offensive game plan. You've got to go back and make sure you're not doing the same thing week after week after week because teams will track it. They will get you and be able to put you in the crosshairs and take advantage of it. And unfortunately, it's almost like everybody in the stadium knows what's going to happen. There was a point, I think, somewhere in the middle of the second quarter, we're down 17 nothing, but we had two, three good runs, and you go, play action. Go to play yeah, action. Absolutely, Danny. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Danny. Uh, oh, no, and then they, they, they threw a, a little speed screen that went nowhere. I mean, you know, it's it just the rhyme and rhythm of this offense. We saw it one time last week. And, you know, when, when Phils was, was running the, the, the offense in Washington, other than that, what do we got, eight games in the book? And only two of them, we actually had a, 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 a you know, a, a true, legitimate NFL quality game plan. That's, <laughs> folks, that's why you're, you're two and six. Danny, I, you know, you sit here and, and we sit here and watch this, you know, from play to play, both on offense and on defense, you know, and, and that, you know, is there a lot of time in the game? No, there isn't. You have to make every play count, folks. As silly as that sounds, every play offensively has to be a positive play. Negative plays are going to kill you. And, and and for some reason, we can compound negative plays. We really can. It takes a lot of talent to do that. But defensively, what I'd like to see defensively, and we came after them a little bit here today, Dan, in the last two or three games – even though we played some pretty bad football teams, I'm talking about Las Vegas, the point was we were going after them. There were line tricks. There were blitzes. The guys are coming off the ball on the defensive line. Offensively, i like to see more movement to the stronger, to the weak side. Not so much dropbacks. The offensive game planning that we put together and have been putting together here last year and this year We're not going to win games, folks. We're just not going to win games. We have no concept of what a game plan is, a winning game plan. Somebody tell me what exactly it is that we're missing. We're missing a boat on everything, folks. We truly are. We we tried going downfield one time, 41-yard pass to Darnell Mooney. How many times did we go back after that? It was a miracle that we even went one time was the first play of the game. Well, we the, don't stretch the field. Well, we also threw one to Valus Jones who can't stand up and <laughs> find a way to catch a ball. Falls down in the end zone and hits him in his, in his uh, stomach and he, he drops it. 
I mean, it just, it's incomprehensible. Think about this, folks, just real quick, in your mind. Who off of this team could start next week for the Chargers on offense? Maybe, maybe DJ Moore, maybe, I don't know. Keenan Allen's been to six Pro Bowls. Quentin Johnson is a real high number one draft pick. I'm just saying, who do we have that can match? And you can't blow plays. And you're talking about the How defense. How about our offensive line, Dan? The offensive line has no chance to start for him. But here's the point I'm trying to make. We didn't. Our quarterback was not savage tonight. Like everybody, when you're down 30 to seven most of the game, you would expect five, six, eight sacks. No, the kid was able to get the ball out, and we had chances trying to crawl back in it. We just never got back into any kind of rhythm. And and you you said that we, you know, have been coming after the opponent's quarterback blitzing a little bit. We didn't start blitzing until late in the third quarter when it was 30-7. to seven. What's that going to do? Nothing. Man, I could tell you games and years where we never did anything. Yeah, All we well, did was get our backside handed to us on both sides of the ball. At least they're trying to do something. Well, I'm just saying it was all way too little, way too late. All right, back out of the phone lines we go. Dave in Riverside, you're up here with Hampton OB. Go right ahead. Hey, Hamp, OB, just want to say you guys personify what the Chicago Bears are. And not now. I'm <laughs> talking about what they should be. My God. But let me make a few points here. I'm going to start off. Anybody in Bear land that thinks that this team was going to get fixed in one Ryan Poles draft, you, you guys are dreaming. We got too many do- talent holes to fill, especially on the D-line. Good point. That's coming. Next point, Vellis, uh, Vellis Jones, somebody help me here. When does Getsy look at this and say, now's the time to put our secret weapon in Vellis Jones? That'll fool him. Why was a D Moore in the end zone catching that ball? Why was a Mooney in there? Why was Scott? Why would you put this kid even on the field? This guy gave up 15 yards on a kickoff on penalty points. He's not done anything but fumble balls and cause us pain every time he's in. And they still put him in. I don't get it. Yep. If Getsy disappears tomorrow, I'm not going to miss him. And I got one other thing. All I want to say is <laughs> you got to look at this team. They haven't given up. They still play, right? Okay. So that tells me that they got some heart. This kid, Bajant, oh, my God. I do, did we find a diamond in the rough? Am I wrong here? Somebody help me out. I'm going to leave it to you guys. Tell me, am I wrong? Does it matter what round you're taking, or is it important that you're a player? I mean, maybe we should ask the GOAT that. Someone ask Tom Brady. You guys tell me. Dave, what, regarding the quarterback, you're correct. You are absolutely correct. Go ahead, big man. You know, you're, you're right. But, you know, the reason, and by the way, Ryan Poles has had two drafts. This is year two. And Valus Jones was last year third-round pick in his first draft. That's why we keep getting exposed to this. We're trying to, you know, find some kind of redeeming quality, <laughs> I guess. Justify. Yeah, well, good luck. But back to the quarterback. Was he perfect tonight? No, no. Who is going to be perfect when you're down 17 to nothing before you even wake up? And at the end of the day, the kid threw a couple of bad balls. Sure, he'd like to take him back, but he was throwing some balls late in the game. Oh, Danny. Went on rhythm, on time. Yes. There's a lot to like. There's a lot to like. Is he the next Tom Brady? Probably not. Nobody's got that. 
But I got to tell you, I see a lot of stuff. I really like any. I don't think he put on a pair of sunglasses at one time throughout the night, Ob. Oh yeah, yeah, our sunglass boy. Can you imagine that? How embarrassing, folks! Shake your head. How embarrassing! Nighttime, and an inside a stadium, and you're wearing sunglasses, and walking up and down the sidelines. Oh my God! You gotta be kidding me. And not the coach. No, nobody could tell this kid, hey, excuse me, excuse me, you want to take those sunglasses off? Off. And by the way, you want to go over and stand next to our offensive coordinator who's sending the plays in to our quarterback? Why aren't you standing right next to Getze where you're supposed to be with a headset on instead of wandering up and down the sidelines with sunglasses on? How embarrassing is that? You know, folks, at the end of the day, everybody talks about a quarterback, what he sees. What did he see with the safety? What about this deal? What about that shift? What about this line stunt? All those different things. An extra set of eyes talking to the coordinator probably wouldn't hurt, would it? That's where he had to be, yep. and he was never, he Just wasn't, sh- didn't even come close to get Shake your head. Folks, I know what we're talking about here. That's where he should have been. Every time the offense was out on that field, that's where Field should have been. Right next to Getze. More phone calls coming up. 312-981-7200. Chargers beat the Bears 30-13. to Hampton will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Beasley begins from the 21. And dropping a shot play. Downfield for Darnell Mooney. Running <laughs> in with a flag. Was Mooney touched down by contact? He's still going. Now the whistle finally blows. NBC Sports, kind of a strange play there. That was the first play of the game. It's a great play. You know, and... and that's a, what it, my man over here has been screaming. I know. Throw, it, throw caution to the wind. Attack. Attack, attack, attack. And, uh, Go downfield. It, it didn't even look like Mooney got touched down, and then all of a sudden the whistles started to blow, and uh, the uh, the NBC uh, referee, uh, T- uh, Terry McCauley, said that that probably should have been a continuation of a play. It should have been, but they, they, they bungled it, yep. and it was a P.I., and they blew it dead, and, you know, well, it is what it is. Well, the game is what it was that we just saw. Let me tell you something. And, and I mentioned a few minutes ago, folks, and I've been talking about this coaching staff, the last two head coaches we've had in their staffs. I'm – just, folks, you can't make this stuff up how stupid these people are. How stupid they are. And I'm going to tell you something. I just jumped on it, this coaching staff again. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know how to put a constructive offensive game plan for four quarters together at this particular time in the year 2023. These guys are a joke. And the 53 kids that are sitting out there, they're playing their hearts out. And what's what I saw tonight. And this coaching staff, you want to know what? They have no idea what the hell they're doing. And by the way, I'm going to turn it over to the big man, Dan Hampton, well, the all-pro guy, world champion. Dan, you've got some information. Would you please relay it to the folks? Well, Eli just came in and said, if you look at it, the last two years, the coaching record of this staff, led by Matt Eberflus, is now five wins, 20 losses, which is the worst losing not winning, but worst winning percentage. I'd call it a losing percentage of any staff in the 104 year history of this franchise. Five and 20. Can you hear that, folks? Dan, say that one more time, please. Five and 20. Five and 20, folks. The worst in the 
history. And the history is the Chicago Bears. 104, 105 years. You think I've been screaming about this coaching staff and that other clunk that was here before him? My God. Happen will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. 312-981-7200 is the number. Let's go to Lamont on the south side. Lamont, you're up with Happen will be. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, the penalties irritate me. We have back-to-back-to-back penalties, and the Bears have to play mistake-free football just to have a chance. And they're happening on the offense with the offsides called um, illegal motion or jumping offsides. It happens on the defense where you're lined up offsides, and we just can't afford that. You can't afford those kind of mistakes, and I don't know where's the concentration at. That, that you keep committing these penalties like that. <laughs> okay. Lamont, you know where that comes from? When you get teams that get penalties, that's poor coaching. That is that is directly on poor coaching. Not holding the players accountable and not correcting it from day to day and from week to week. It's on the coach's head. That's a, Am I correct in that, Dan? Exactly. It's all about focus and preparation. And think about this. It's on the coaches. We had six penalties in the first half. The Chargers, zero. They didn't get their first penalty until there were six minutes left in the third quarter. But you're exactly right. There was a, se- uh, a sequence where we had three out of four plays where we had penalties against us. And you're going to try to win a game on the road against a supremely talented football team like the Chargers? Give me a break. Good call, Lamont. You know, as long as we're piling on the coaches, have you guys in the last two years seen a halftime adjustment? With this coaching yeah. staff? And the, no. Yeah. Have no. not. No. no. Have not. I have seen other teams come out and yeah. with adjustments and be very much improved and more successful against us. I don't see us doing that and at because, halftime. Because they lost the game. I'm not just saying that to say it. If I've said that once, I've said that a hundred oh, yeah. times too. Yeah, it's the thing you look at with uh, coming out of the, the halftime locker room, and it just seems more of the same every single time. Absolutely, yes. 312-981-7200. Let's go to Mark in Broadview. You're up with Hampton OB. Go ahead, Mark. Hey, guys. Um, I just really wanted to comment about the quarterback. I mean, seeing Fields on the sideline, a guy that can't read a defense, <laughs> and he's sitting there with his hair net and his braided hair, and he's not even trying to learn how to read a defense or to do anything. And he was almost smirking and laughing when we weren't doing well. I mean, it, I, I can't believe this guy's a, a franchise quarterback. I mean, the, the, the play calling was ridiculous. Well, but, Mark, uh, Mark, real quickly here, where he should have been is right next, next to Getze. That's where quarterbacks are. The backup quarterback, the off, our, here's our guy, gets he sends in the plays, sets the game plan, et cetera, et cetera. That's where he should have been. Every time the offense was in there, that's where he should have been next to Getsy with a headset on and trying to help and trying to learn at the same time. 312-981-7200. we got a minute left here before we have to get to our next time out. Let's get to a call real quick here with – Kareem in Plainfield. You're up with Hampton OB. Go ahead, Kareem. Hey, guys. You know, I've called before. I love you. You know it for two reasons. Number one, your passion, your knowledge of the game, and your truth-telling. But the other part is the humor and the entertainment factor, uh, which makes being a Bears fan, in my case, 45 years now, uh, palatable and bearable, no pun intended. But uh, 
tonight I'm so deflated uh, you'd think I'm playing QB for New England. Uh, that bomb after the first play by Bajant, is it me or were the next two plays Nagy-esque that got too cute for school? Am I, uh, it, let me know about that. It stalled our momentum. Um, I don't know football uh, at any high level, but I know what I see when it comes to the basics. And ever since I was seven years old, what is it? Games are won and lost in the trenches. Our GM is a offensive lineman. Am I wrong? Our trenches are filled with nothing but stenches. Uh, Dan, you were saying earlier, O-line did good, but what about the penalties? Defensive line, no pressure. So can you guys explain that? And lastly, everyone's going to skewer Bajent for his mistakes. This is a second start as a rookie backup on the road. Fields holds the ball longer than a first-time parent with a newborn baby, throws pick after pick, three years he's gotten, and excuse after excuse is made for him. Uh, if And I'm a Fields fan, but uh, after Dan pointed out last week how he wasn't with Bajan on the sideline and tonight with the sunglasses, can he just get out of town? Thanks for listening. Thanks, Kareem. Let me just jump here real quick. Okay, this is about the coaching staff. This is just one of I couldn't tell you how many calls and, and sets that were sent sent in, okay? And again, I, I opened up with this. In the third quarter with about four minutes to go, it's fourth down and one. We're on our own 29-yard line. And what play did they send in? What play? A delayed handoff. And what a delayed handoff is, he takes the snap from, this, from under the center, turns around, runs back four yards, hand it off, to our, our offensive running back who was faking a block, then takes the ball, and then he tries to run into the line. When it's fourth and one, he should have had his backside fired right then and there. You imagine the massive ignorance of that call? Of that call alone? 312-901-7200, the phone number. We'll get to your calls in just a moment. Happen OB sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com. Put a Chevy Silverado in your toolbox. <laughs> Chicago got on it. T.J. Edwards, the last in there. And the Bears come up with their first turnover of the night. Courtesy of NBC Sports. Have it will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com. Kind of leads us into Dan Hampton's defensive player of the game. Sponsored by your local Chevy dealers and the Chevy Silverado, the official truck partner of the Chicago Bears. And uh, going to go with the young cornerback, huh? Yeah, I'm going with Tyreek Stevenson. And the reason why, OB, is he was a part of 12 tackles, 10 solos. But all night long, he fought his can off. And I, I'm just telling you, that kid and Jalen Johnson, I'll go to war with them any day of the week. Both of them, they're, they're good players. And that, it wasn't their fault tonight. And Jalen Johnson, interesting name to bring up, too, with the trade deadline coming up on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and hey, you know, all, all that we'll see what yeah. we see, but Jalen Johnson and, and Tyreek Stevenson would be real nice to have around here at the corners for the next five years. All right, let's head back out to the phone and see what the fans are thinking here tonight. 312-981-7200. We'll go to Austin, Texas, and bring in Robert. Robert, you're up with Hampton OB. Go ahead. Yeah, good evening. Thanks for taking my call. Well, it looks like old habits uh, die hard. Starting with the defense, Eberflus is uh, reverted to his soft zone. Justin Hebert, I was looking at the stats, was 31 of 40. That's a 78% completion percentage. 
298 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, no sacks. No sacks. No sacks. And uh, their first five drives, they went down the, the field and scored. And of the 21st downs, 18 were by passing. My second comment is, uh, the op- it seemed like in the first few minutes of the game, the tone was set by a couple plays. One, when after the 40-yard bomb to uh, Mooney, uh, Cody Whitehurst was bull rushed by Bosa. I mean, it was embarrassing. He was just knocked back in his fanny, and, and uh, our poor quarterback was sacked. And then on that screen pass, uh, that they got the first touchdown on Edwards looked like he made a real half-hearted effort at an arm tackle, and didn't didn't make a play he should have made considering how much money is being paid. And then my third comment is on that opening drive also after the 40-yard bomb, Getsy ran that ridiculous uh, naggy jet sweep that was tackled for a loss by our former linebacker. Uh, for three-yard loss, and there's so many similarities between uh, Getzey and and Nagy. I mean, I think Getzey should shave his head and put on a visor. Really, um, but, you know, the first they don't throw the ball down the field. There's no discernible game plan from week to week. They use the same cacophony of plays. They use those over and over again. They run those gimmick plays, jet sweeps, bubble screens. I guess, you know, when's it going to end? Thanks for taking my call. Thanks, Robert. Robert, that is one hell of a call, young man. Yes, sir. What a great – every point you make was spot on. Okay, first and foremost, let's talk about the the fact we didn't sack this quarterback. We've only had 10 all year. Count how many games? What, eight games? Eight games, yep. We've only had 10? Are you kidding me? Secondly – the the play that Cody Whitehair was run over by Joey Bosa, you're exactly right. It was it was beyond embarrassing. But in my mind, what set it up, and you were exactly right. We throw we throw the bomb, then we hand off a, a dive to Foreman. It goes for a yard and a half. Then we run the speed uh, sweep that Mac tackles for a three yard loss, and then that sets up the third and eleven where we get sacked. This is where, you know, this offense has always been. It's in a rut. It's a bunch of nibbling at the edge type plays that... Called by his coaching staff, Dan. Exactly. That puts you in a hole where you got to have all pro offensive linemen to keep from getting sacked, trying to get the ball out. It's, a, you know, it's, 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 it's beyond repetition. It's ad nauseum. And that fourth... Good explanation, Danny. And that fourth play of the game that boasts a sack is our... Muller Auto Group game-changing moment, sponsored by the Muller family of dealerships in Hoffman Estates, Gurney, Highland Park, and Merrillville. That's exactly right because that, it forced that was beyond embarrassing. Right, we throw the bomb. We're you know we're on their side of the field. We make a first down. Who knows? We get a field goal. We go ahead and finish the a touchdown drive, maybe. But but no, no. After that, boom! The Chargers take it. Ten plays, ninety-two yards after the punt, and. We never had a chance after that. 312-981-7200. Bears lose 30-13 to to the Los Angeles Chargers tonight on Sunday Night Football. Let's go out to Des Moines and welcome in Jesse. You're on with Hammond OB. Go ahead. Yeah, if Mooney gets up and aggressively runs into the end zone, it's probably a touchdown. They don't blow the whistle. 
Um, the other dynamic is number 94, Green. I'm not really sure what he's doing out there as defensive. He kind of stumbles around. Um, number 23, the rookie running back, is slow. He's choppy with his feet. He runs high. He doesn't appear to have a lot of vision. Um, you know, the first two drafts from Poles and some of these free agent signings, uh, they're just not very thrilling. I mean, this is a roster with, I don't know, maybe three quality players. Well, yeah. J- Jesse, just real quickly, Danny, just let me, I'll just do it real simple. We're two and six. That's what we are, Jesse. Yeah, and, and as far as some of the, you know, uh, uh, Rasheem Green, uh, yeah, that, that's a, that, 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 there's a reason why he's not a starter. But I will tell you tonight there were flashes by a kid, number 52, Khalid Kareem. They just activated him, and I watched him. And I'm telling you, he, he showed me more in about 15 plays than I've seen out of any of the defensive linemen the entire season. So we need more of 52 next week. 312-91-7200. Back out to the phone lines. We go on the fans. We're waiting. We'll say hi to Tom in Oak Lawn. You're up with Hampton OB. Go ahead, Tom. Hey, Dan and OB. Hey, listen, all I want to say, I, I wanted to start with the coaching, but I'm going to Kevin Warren. Maybe he should decide to build a football team instead of a stadium. What's your thoughts? Amen. Tom, you couldn't have said hey, it better, buddy. you guys. Hey, you know, they, they showed him he's looking – why can't they build a football team? You know, Soldier Fields, they've been playing since the 70s. Stay at Soldier Field and, and build a football team, for Christ's sake. And you, Thank you, Tom. There's a lot to what you're saying. You know, if you if you think big picture, oh, well, we need a stadium, that then we're going to find, you know, a, a, a better and easier path to being a better football No, it doesn't work like that. You build a team, and guess what? The stadium thing will happen. But unfortunately, they got the cart in front of the horse again. Real quickly here, Tom, what you saw tonight it is, falls square on this coaching staff. Square, flat, right on there. You could pin it right on their forehead. This was a co- – we were outcoached, and I, I'm not going to put it on the kids like I said a little bit ago. This, folks, I'm telling you what. You want to play this again. We were totally and completely outcoached. And if we were not out coached, we just we're we're such a stupid coaching staff. You've seen it from quarter to quarter, week to week. You go back this year, you go back to the year before. We get outplayed in every quarter and every set of downs. Poor decisions are made, and nothing. There are no corrections. None. It almost seems to get worse from time to time. Yes, they do. Okay, let's talk about Demarcus Walker, 95, the big defensive end they signed from Tennessee. Every single single play, he runs right into the blocker every single time. And then he was offsides in a crucial moment there in the third quarter. We finally started getting some stops, and he gives them a cheapie. All right, we'll take a quick time out here. Come back to your phone calls at 312-981-7200. Bears lose 30-13. to Hampton will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Put a Chevy Silverado in your toolbox. Blue Cross Blue Shield of Illinois. Hot route, hot route. Who brought it today? Looking at which bear played tough, played hard. Third down and four. Pitch it to Darrington. Evans got a block on the edge. And Evans to the end zone for a Chicago touchdown. 
Capital B is sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com, that courtesy of NBC Sports. And time for who, who Brought It Today, sponsored by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Illinois, the card to bring through it all. Darrington Evans had a nice little uh, game on the ground today, and yeah. even in the passing game. He was uh, vastly improved than what we saw against uh, the Minnesota Vikings a couple weeks ago. Yeah, there was a little bit of the block that was missed that uh, was turned around the world. He scored the only touchdown, and it wasn't easy. It was a pitch, and he ran over a couple of guys. It was great. 312-981-7200. By the way, we're with you until 1230 tonight, so get those phone calls in. 312-981-7200. Bears lose 30-13. to To the Chargers, let's get back out and say hi to Danny in Downers Grove. You're up with Hampton OB. Go ahead, Danny. Hey, guys. It's uh, Danny Blasky, Downers Grove. Thanks for staying up so late after this game. But listen to me. I wanted to ask you, OB, how come the Eagles can do this push-tush, blah, 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 whatever they call it. They call it the brotherly shove, yeah. How how come we can't do that? Is there a reason that we can't? Number one playbook in the, you know number one play in the playbook when I grew up was the quarterback sneak can't do it why can't we do it under uh, question just putting it out there well, okay all right, Danny, all right I have an answer for you Danny it's the people up front all right it's the center and it's the two guards they're the wedge that's that's the V in the wedge right there the center. That's their jobs, to go down and grind those defensive linemen out so you, and get that extra yard or two yards. That's their job. They know that's their job, and they've got to win it. They know when the snap of the ball is. The guys on the defensive line don't know when the snap is. They know when the ball is supposed to be snapped. They should have to jump on the defensive linemen, and they should be able to push them out like other teams do. Apparently, we can't figure it out. Uh, Does that surprise me? No. Uh, well, I, I think two things. Number one, the, the center, Jason Kelsey, is the best center in the NFC. The two guards, very good players. The other part is that's where it starts. They, they got to have those three guys. It, but, the play won't work if they can't do it. But it's obvious they have a, a plan. They work on it. They practice it. They know what they want to do, and they execute it. We we're going fourth and one from the shotgun. Do you think we got a plan? Ha! Huh. Was it me too? Or Tyson Bajan on that first attempt to get in, he didn't go straight. He kind of went off right guard and right tackle, and it seemed like the, the penetration, the push, was right up the middle. Yeah. A lot of, and again, think about who our center is, yeah. Lucas Patrick. He was a guy that was questionable at game time because of a back injury, supposedly. So, you know, start doing the math. You know, better players means better results. All right. Uh, just, it, just here quickly again. Yep. You go back third quarter, four minutes ago, fourth down and one, and what a, a delayed handoff, which takes by the time the running back gets the ball and he's back four to five yards. By the time he gets the ball, you shot you shot off about four seconds or five seconds. You can't ask an offensive lineman to hold somebody off for four and five seconds, especially when everybody's pinching in and they know where the ball's going. That, again, is another stupid call by this stupid coaching staff. And they are stupid. 312-981-7200. Go out to Woodbridge now. Welcome in, Jim. Jim, you're up with Hampton OB. Go ahead. Hey, guys. Beautiful. I love you all. And all I got to say is bad tackling. 
oh, my God, I've never seen this so bad in my whole life. I don't know what you guys think, but when the whole thing with the uh, 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 guys that wanted to get the, uh, what do you call it, the uh, uh, guys that uh, push and go this way, when I was taught 40 to 50 years ago to tackle, you go from the waist down. You watch the waist down. You see where his legs are going, and you go for the knees, uh, ankles. You twist it and you break it. Tell me about it. <laughs> I can't. I, I, that's you, you, describe, you describe something, Jim, that could probably could I would say might be a little illegal, <laughs> but. It was, yeah, that's your thoughts, and that's how you did it. But you can't do it today, Jim. You just you can't play. You, you'd be thrown out of the game. By the way, on the jerseys tonight, you saw the patch with fifty-one for our dear friend Dick Buckus. I'll never forget in his book he talked about tackling and why he wanted to be so violent and try to take the ball away. He said because think about it: if you're falling to the ground, watch quarterbacks. They put their arm out to brace themselves falling. Well, if you got them wrapped up, they can't brace themselves. Now you got a chance of you know, breaking their shoulder or their clavicle or something. And it seems like everybody today, they're lunging rather than keeping a base. And you would think our two high-dollar linebackers would be the best tacklers on the field. In fact, tonight, T.J. Edwards was god-awful. All right, 312 Let's sneak one more in here before we get to the bottom of the hour and our news coming up. Let's go to New Buffalo, Michigan, and welcome in Brett. Brett, you're up with Hampton OB. Go ahead. Hey, Ed. Brett. Brett, yes, I'm awake, buddy. Okay, buddy, go ahead. Oh, I feel your pain, man. This is terrible. Why, why do we schedule our whole Sunday around watching the Bears? I don't know. It's crazy. Well, Brett, I, I I know Brett. I, I know Brett. I've known you guys. I do, man. You guys have to sit there and watch that stuff, and then try to be positive and talk good, and you know. <laughs> hey, we love you. Thanks, All right. thanks, Brett. Thanks, Brett. But and and uh, that's a family, the Sebecki family. I go back decades and decades with that family. And uh, they're just they're they're just absolutely wonderful people and old dear friends. And by the way, Danny, great Brett Sebecki, what a great Bear fan, and he's a great WGN fan oh, nice. too. Also, we welcome that. And they they absolutely they listen to this the station all the time. Thank you, Brett. All right, one more quick one before we get to the news. Let's go out to uh, Cleveland and welcome in Benny. Benny, you're up with Hampton OB. Go ahead. Hello, Benny. Going once. Benny, you there? Going twice. We'll put him on hold. See if we can get back to him. See if we can get back to him. Uh, let's let's talk about raising the stakes here, and it's sponsored by Second City Prime Steak and Seafood. You can order today at secondcityprime.com. Unfortunately for Patty Booker, who was our contestant tonight, the Bears did not win. We're going to reward her with a fifty dollars gift card to our friends at Second City Prime Steak and Seafood, and our next pregame show coming up next uh, over the weekend here, a uh, week from today, as a matter of fact. We're going to put up a, for grabs a $200 gift card to our friends at 
Second City Prime Steak and Seafood. You can order today at secondcityprime.com. You people are going to enjoy their steaks, their their meats. I, I tell you, folks, they are ter- they're top notch, top notch. Yeah, it doesn't get too much better than no, that. No, it doesn't. Yeah, we had uh, we had the fillet again the other night. And it was <laughs> so good, yeah, absolutely so good. All right, we're gonna uh, we're gonna hold off on the phone calls. So we got, we're pretty close to news time here, but uh, again, we'll just recap what happened here tonight. For those that are just tuning in, the, the Chargers beat the Bears tonight, thirty to thirteen. And uh, you know, you look at the the numbers here at, as far as the, uh, the the entire game went. And you know, Tyson Bajant did what he could. I mean, he was uh, under siege a couple of times and uh, did what he could and, and stuck in there. I, I thought he made some throws that I don't I don't think Justin Fields would have either stayed in the pocket or probably would have tried to run or would have gotten sacked. His accuracy, you could not yeah. question the, his first two starts. Okay, his accuracy. Going against the grain, and where he puts the ball, where only the receiver could get to it, and the accuracy. I'm going to tell you what. Nice to see. Nice to see. It, it really is. The other 52 guys get moving. But I will tell you, the first interception he threw. Yeah, you can't throw that, and he knows that, mm-hmm. and he'll find out all about it. The second one was the crosser to Mooney. And I told you about this, OB. Darnell Mooney, it, it, okay, if you're leading in a game like 14 to, to 3 or something, and, and you got to lead, those, those safeties are not going to be as big a factor on a crossing route as they will be when they're up 30 to 7 or whatever it was at the end of the game. And Mooney's got to bend it back to the quarterback. Right. The ball was right on, right on, on the money. Unfortunately, the collision – Carried the ball up, and it was an easy interception. That wasn't on the quarterback. You got to have help, and it's got to come from everybody, including the receiver. It receivers. was on two people. It was on him, and it's on the coach, the receiver coach, Danny. That should have been gone through in training camp. Correct? Things change. Yeah, exactly. It's time, place, distance, all those different things. And it, it late in the know, game, but. Everybody is clamping down now. Early in the game, you could have got away. You got to bend it back to the quarterback, and that should have been taught by the coach. We'll get back to your phone calls here in just a moment. Three one two nine eight one seven two hundred. Hampton OB is sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Put a Chevy Silverado in your toolbox. I mean, that's never um, a good thing, but, you know, it's all just about how the game flows. I think there are a couple when I think about off the top of my head where could have, you know gave him the ball a little bit more but you know i'll have to go back and look at the film and check a lot of those things out tyson bajan talking about targeting dj more only one time in that second half happen will be sponsored by your local chevy dealer chevy drive chicago.com i mean you get into that situation and you're just looking for anybody that's open and and who's who are they going to try to take away they're going to try to take away dj Moore, right and again, the media is trying to corner him and say, oh, well, DJ Moore is the best player. Why didn't he get the ball more? And it's, you know, and again, this, this offense has, it's, it has so much to be desired. We, we don't have any man beaters where we rub routes and, and, and get people open. It's almost like, you know, go out and try to find a hole and I'll throw it to you. It's kind of, you know, backyard football. You know, just real quickly here. If we could have, we won the game last week. If we could have won this game, which we went again, folks, we, a two and four team we lost to today. All right. If we could have got that, we have nine more games to go. And I said this about a half hour, forty minutes ago, whatever it was. We maybe could have got on a roll here if we could have went out there with a different game plan. 
both on both sides of the ball. Because the next nine games, we play one team, folks. One team with a winning record. One team. If we could have won that game today, that would give us two in the bank and with nine to go and with only one team with a winning record. And this division, I mean, seriously, with the fact that uh, you know Kirk Cousins now goes out for the year with the Achilles he, injury. He's gone. That's gone. I tell you what, this was a game, and again, you talk about the word being out coached. There was there's that that level doesn't even come what happened today with this coaching staff, folks. And if anybody tells you any different, well it was this player, or was this or was that, this game dead square on this coaching staff, right on their head. From the beginning of this game to the end, on both sides of the ball. Both sides of the ball. It was pathetic what went on. And we could have won this game. 312-981-7200. 30-13. over the Bears tonight. Let's go to Cleveland and see if Benny's there now. Benny, you're up with Hamp and OB. Go ahead. Hamp, OB, longtime friend. I live a fan. I live in Cle- I live in Chicago. OB, I remember when you had a restaurant in Morton Grove. My uncle took me there. He'd do shooters. I got kitty Sundays. Hamp. I once saw your band do Honky Tonk Heroes by Waylon, and you seem to really be into it. So, if if that gets me a fifty dollars gift certificate, let me know real quick. Uh, <laughs> You're begging now. <laughs> I'm trying. Oh, I'm on I'm on my hind legs, Sam. Uh, Cleveland lost by four at Seattle today. Their post game show, by the way, their hosts. You guys look like De Niro and Pesci. These guys were terrible. All they talked about were the, the quarterback controversy, P.J. Walker, R.P.J. Walker, and Deshaun Watson. Regarding our quarterbacks, if you're Fields' favorite uncle, haven't you been telling him for months, you've got to get out of that nuthouse? You've got to get it. Whatever it takes. So wear, wear your sunglasses. Uh, like, OB, like you've been criticizing tonight. Agent's father obviously preaches confidence has instilled confidence in this kid since he was two years old. Is he telling his kid tonight and tomorrow, just go do your best, do your best. Something good will happen. Probably not with the Bears. The Bears are a toxic organization. You both know it very well. And let me just conclude by, OB, I want to ask you, 60 years ago at this moment, you guys were going into your phenomenal November-December stretch run. You had the back-to-back ties. You won the West by half a game. You won the title. What did what did that cheap old man give you players for winning the championship? Did you get a color TV set? Did your girlfriends or wives get minks? Did, did you get it? What did you get, OB? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. The city the, sent you a paperweight, didn't they? The yeah. The uh, we 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 got nothing. We just we, we got our winner's share. Uh, for winning a world championship, but uh, from George Hallis, we got nothing, zero. And uh, and the funny thing is, let me tell you a real quick story, if I could. Uh, Stan Jones <clears throat> was an offensive guard and a defensive tackle on his years with the Bears. He and his wife, Darlis, they lived in Maryland. He played at the University of Maryland. And anyways, so everybody was waiting after we won the world championship we beat the Giants right here in Wrigley Field, and everybody's waiting to, you know, waiting to get our checks and and et cetera, et cetera, and 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 what the gift is going to be from George Hallis. 
What is he going to give us? Because we saw what all the other teams, the Lombardi gave the women, the wives all mink jackets. Uh, they sent them on vacations to the islands. Uh, they, and they gave, uh, the wife got mink jackets one year. And also, they also sent them, they had color TVs, console TVs back in the day. That's for winning one championship. And, and I could tell you, that whatever. And so we were thinking, what is Hallis going to do? Because that Bears haven't won it since 46. He's probably going to go out of coaching, and we, he's going to go out a world champion. So they, there was something that came in the mail. And uh, Stan Jones and Darlis, they're in the dining room, and they open up, and it was a box. And, and Stan and Dardis are they're shaking a the box. What could it be? Stan says, is this the rings? Maybe this, these must be the rings he's going to send us or a watches or something. And sort of, no, it's a little too heavy. Anyways, so Stan opens up the box, and he opened it up upside down. It fell out on the dining room table, shattered it, and you know what it was? It was a paperweight for Mayor Daly. <laughs> Cost him $125 to get a new top, a new glass on his dining room table. <laughs> it fell out. Welcome that, to the big time. Welcome to the big time. Hey, but I, no, Hallis, we got nothing. He gave us real everybody. Quick. Everybody got all kinds of gifts and whatever. We got nothing. So in 85, we won, obviously. And the year prior, the 49ers, after they won, Eddie D. Bartolo flew the entire team and their wives and kids to Hawaii for a week. And at the end of the week, you know, of, of surfing, golfing, and all this, they had a big banquet where they handed out the rings and all that. We came to minicamp that year, and they said, all right, tonight, Saturday night, meet up at the Ramada Inn in Highwood. <laughs> we went, and that's where they gave us the rings, at the Ramada Inn in Highwood. <laughs> Can't make this stuff up. Can't make it up. Can't make it up. Those were the days, huh? But they can't take it away. This is true. No, they can't take it away. You guys are world champs. Yeah, forget it. It's in the record books. It's in the record books. Yep. All right, let's go out to DeKalb and say hi to Mo. Mo, you're up with half an OB. Go ahead. Try to follow that up. Go ahead. Hey, gentlemen. I just wanted to say first-time caller. It's an honor to speak to both of you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, circumstances aside, man, this sucks. And I have to tell you guys, for the last 10 years, if you guys not noticed this about the Bears' defense, every start of the game, the first drive, the defense, more times than not, giving up a touchdown or a field goal on the first drive of the half, and at the end of the half, every single game it seems. Why does this keep happening? This is so frustrating to see this defense put the offense in a position to fail or on with a lot of pressure on them every single time. This is frustrating. I'm not going to blame Bajan for tonight's loss. When the defense gives up scores on the first four or five drives of the game, your offense has no chance at all. Amen. Thanks, Mo. Appreciate it. You're exactly right. And, and, and it's, it's worse than that. And think about this. You're on the road, second start for a rookie, undrafted rookie, Okay, this isn't some first-round pick. And the opposition takes the ball and goes 10 plays, 92 yards, touchdown. The next time they get the ball, they go 57 plays and 9 plays, touchdown. Then they drive for a field goal. And then 
Two minutes in the game, I'm thinking, let's hold them to a field goal. They drive for another touchdown. It's not. It's just incomprehensible. Now back to the camp and OB show, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers. Camp and OB sponsored by your local Chevy dealers. ChevyDriveChicago.com. Put a Chevy Silverado in your toolbox. Andy Mazur alongside the guys here. Bears fall thirty to thirteen to the Chargers. And guys, time now for one of our favorite segments of the show. It's the Curveball Whiskey Bonehead Play of the Game. Sponsored by Curveball, the original barbecue whiskey. Join the Bonehead Nation today at CurveballWhiskey.com. OB, you want to start? Yeah, well, I was going to say, well, one one player did. He joined the Curveball, called it a little bit earlier. Yeah, exactly. He enjoyed it. Exactly. Absolutely. The Bonehead Play, obviously, <laughs> wait a minute. I got to hold it one, just one second. It's, it was in the third quarter, four minutes to go, fourth and one. We're on our own 29-yard line, and they call a delayed fullback or halfback run right into the middle of the line. In other words, we're, the quarterback's under center. He snaps. He gets the ball from the center. He turns around. He runs back four yards, hands it off to the running back who's faking a block, gets in his belly, and then he runs the four or five yards back into the line. By that time, it's game, set, match. It's over with. It blew up. That is a bonehead and a dumb, dumb call. All right, mine would be uh, on the head coach himself. Evidently, uh, we've got a problem processing things quickly enough in the uh, course of the game. He throws a red flag after the play had already commenced, that? questioning whether or not the spot for the goal line uh, call of no touchdown was correct, but it was too late to even be counted. Fortunately, we scored on that play. <laughs> that That is – you talk, those are just absolutely two bonehead plays. And who makes the call on those plays? He does, and he made the call on the one on the fourth and one. He's the final word who says on fourth down, do you go for it or not? It's him. He has to make that call. All right. With uh, the coach, Matt Eberflus, on our minds now, let's go back and uh, listen to uh, what the coach had to say after the ball game tonight. Again, a 30-13 to loss to the Los Angeles Chargers. All right. So, uh, yeah, uh, just talk about the game here real quick. You know, the, Obviously, the start we had today was not what we wanted. Um, you know, we uh, offensively went punt, punt, and interception, and then we went uh, touchdown, touchdown, field goal, touchdown on defense. You know, so uh, the glaring things that stood out to me and what my message was at halftime uh, for the players was we had a lot of penalties you know, that set us back, our drives back on offense, and uh, the operation wasn't as clean as it needed to be. And then on defense, it was really simply about fundamentals. It was about basics. It was about cupping the ball. It was about uh, having forced pursuit apex, about our tackling, right, and our angles, and uh, we need to do a better job of that. And that's how, that's where they got their big plays, and that's where they got their scoring opportunities. Um, so that was my message there. You know, I thought the guys came out in the second half, uh, did a solid job of that, uh, but at that point we were down, and, uh, you know, defensively that first drive coming out of the second half, we needed to get that stop right away, um, you know, to give ourselves a chance to get a, a scoring opportunity there, and they ended up getting a few first downs, and we didn't get off to the third for, uh, third down. So uh, that was that. Again, we didn't play complimentary football uh, as we have, you know, last week and the last couple weeks where we played complimentary football together. And, uh, you know, our last two victories with the takeaways and being on the positive side of that, we were minus one today. 
so that also attributed to that. Um, situationally, early uh, was not what we wanted it to be, third downs, you know, offense and defense. So that's, uh, again, was uh, on their favor. And, again, I give the Chargers, you know, the credit. You know, they had a nice game plan today, did a nice job um, today. Uh, with that, I'll open up to questions. You hit the, the deep ball in the first play. What did you like about him airing it out, especially after the game plan last week? Then how frustrating was it to go negative, negative, sack? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about, right? You get a big explosive play, and we don't, and we don't, uh, you know, take advantage of that, take that opportunity, and create a scoring opportunity, at least a field goal, you know. So we got got behind the sticks there, and again, that's kind of the operation we had a little bit in the first half. The avoidable. Go ahead. Go ahead. Was there any explanation on that for why they like after they blew it down? It never seemed like when he was touched. Yeah. They ever come to you and say, "Hey, we missed it" or whatever? Yeah, they didn't say that. You know, I would just tell Mooney that he's got to get up and be convincing. You know, when he when he gets up, go. You know, and that's what I told Mooney afterward. He just needs to get up and go and go house the thing and then make let them make the decision. You know, don't have any decision there. Uh, made a heck of a catch for sure um, and a really good play. But, uh, again, I don't, I don't know what the, what the outcome of that in terms of what they said. When you mentioned the avoidable errors like penalties and court technique, missed tackles, things like yeah. that. That, that is the number one thing that you have talked about probably for the last two years. Even if the results on the field haven't been good, you've talked about that being important. Why do you think that happened? Why was that such a collective problem? Tonight? Yeah, I would say that it's been good. The last three weeks, our tackling has been really good. You know, they've been in the in the fives, which is which is elite. Uh, last week, I think we had eight or nine, which is uh, it's okay. Uh, but again, today wasn't wasn't what it wanted to be. We were working our tail off on it in practice. Been working on our angles. Um, been working on that exact thing, and it's been paying off for us. And today, it did not. You know, we got we got to go back and look at the tape, and we got to get better at that fundamental skill. I thought we did a better job in the second half. Um, you know, cupping the ball and keeping explosives down. Uh, but again, when you're playing a team like that, you got to do a really good job with their skill, and uh, they have some good skill on their team. Why, Matt, why do you think that was an issue? Was it a lack of focus defensively? No, it, it, it always comes down to fundamentals to me. It always it's fundamentals. You know, it's not it's a, it's about being in there and having the right mindset and understanding how to how to attack the football. And uh, again, once they, they, they I got them in the in the locker room there. You know, they they were good in the second half. Yeah. How frustrating is it as a defensive play caller? You guys have been seeing the turn the corner, been down those nice plays, crazy turnovers. Did that again today, but because of the missed tackles or even on the play where you dropped your DM right into the passing lane, hit him in his hand. Like that's a that's a great call. How frustrating is that when you put guys in position and you still don't get the goal? Yeah, I mean you gotta you gotta work the player, right? You gotta work him in that situation. You know, how many times did we, you know, do that? Did we drop him back there and fire in the ball right at him? You know, maybe a couple. Well we gotta do it more. You know, we got he's gotta be able to see that and hands gotta come up together. I gotta look at the catch. Um, it certainly was a, a good opportunity for us to be able to take that ball away right there. And uh, but again, we gotta get better. Matt, going off that, what did you think of your pass rush tonight? You know, it was it was it was solid when we had some pressure. You know, in terms of called pressure, I know that uh, TJ had a really nice hit on that one in the second half. I thought that was good. Um, you know, we're, I'm always gonna say it needs to be more. You know, it needs to be more. But uh, again, we just gotta keep going on that. How do you think Tyson played? Today? Again, it feels like after last week, I, I think everybody's expectations were high. But this is also a guy who hasn't done this. Before. Yeah, I thought it was solid. I thought it was solid. You know, I thought that, uh, you know, when you're we're passing the ball, when we ran out of possessions, you know, at the very end, you know, we were going for it on all the fourth downs, which we had to because we, we only had so many possessions left. And he was in a two-minute mode. And I thought he operated well there. I thought, you know, because they have some good rushers, you know, and they have some a way to pressure with their front four. And I thought he did a good job checking it down to the back at times and working it to Cole. You know, I think Cole was 10 for 10 today. But, uh, you know, so I thought he did a nice job there. 
you know, and then the the interception, you know, that uh, that he threw the Mooney. I thought that was a good strike right there, and then the other one on the side pocket there that they tur- overturned. You know, I think we just got to come back to the ball there a little bit better. But uh, again, it's what I saw on the field. Coach, I saw you may have considered this before, but why the decision not to have Jalen Johnson shadow the other teams? Best receiver. It seems like having the rookie on the other side, they've targeted him a couple times this season. Their best player. Why not have Jalen? Yeah, Jalen. Jalen can, can certainly do that. You know, but uh, you know, we're, we were given help. Whoever was there, you know, we were trying to. You know, a lot of times what they do is they they put Keenan on the move a lot. You know, and they do a good job, and they have to, right? Because that's their player. And uh, you know, we, we try to get out as much as we can with two guys, but sometimes you can't do it. Yeah, I'm have to go back and look at it where the ball was, what they were doing to him. You know, I got to look at the coverages. You know, they could have been over top of him with a guy underneath him. You know, that, which which tell which you get off the guy right away. So I didn't know how many times that happened. I knew it happened some. Um, I saw it a few times, but uh, I don't know how many times. Thanks, guys. All right. All right. The uh, thoughts of head coach Matt Eberflus following the 30-13 to 13 loss. Uh, what would you make of that? Well, unfortunately, you know, he said he thought his pressure was good. With zero sacks, and he's talking about T.J. Edwards blitzing untouched in the fourth quarter. That that was, that was <laughs> essentially uh, the, the game was total. over with. Yeah, the game's over with, and it was way too little, way too late. You know, again – Tonight we were playing with their two backup safeties, okay? Now, Duran Harmon was in for Juwan Brisker, and Elijah Hicks has been in for the last month. I, I, I thought they played well, but unfortunately it was almost like he was in a mindset thinking, I've got my two backup safeties. I can't let somebody take the top off. I'm going to make sure we play the soft, you know, sappy zone. And it was just pitch and catch, nine on seven for – Justin Herbert, he went 14 of 14 or 15 out of 15 his first, you know, game, uh, uh, first half and some change uh, in the game. And you got to do something to break his rhythm. You got to get him off off his spot. And we never did it. So you can't say the pressure was good. Well, you know, the other thing to Eberflus, when he came here, he was big with the word hits. You remember that, Danny? Oh yeah, it's- H-I-T-S. That was his. That was you know his big, mantra. Yep. That's exactly correct. That was his big word, which big, stands for which hustle, stands for in- hustle, intensity, takeaways, and smart. And in about a year and a half of you and your staff, we do not hustle that much for four quarters. Game after game after game. The intensity, I do not see. Takeaways, it doesn't happen. Smart, and we don't play smart football. You know why we don't play smart football? Because we don't have smart coaches. We don't have smart coaches that are smart enough to teach them to be smart, to teach them to get takeaways, to teach them intensity, and to teach them hustle, which is, again, that's your mantra, hits. You don't meet it. You don't meet that word, and you don't meet those four other words, the meaning of hits in your book. 30-13, to 13, Chargers beat the Bears. We'll take our final time out here and come back with a little more on Happen OB, which is sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Now back to the Camp and OB Show, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers. 
Capital B sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com. Put a Chevy Silverado in your toolbox as we get ready to wrap things up here. We'll hear from the, the kid quarterback in just a second, but we want you to fuel up for the Bears' next game. It's sponsored by Mariano's, where you can save up to $2 a gallon by saving Mariano's fuel points. Take your money and mileage farther with Mariano's. Next week, the Bears are at the New Orleans Saints. That is Sunday, November 5th. We'll be on the air at 11 a.m. for our pregame show. It's a noon kickoff. I haven't seen a line yet on that game. It hasn't posted yet. I haven't seen uh, what uh, who might be favored. I think well, the I Saints will be. Well, I watched a lot of that game today, and the Saints, they, they're not laying down. Uh, Taysom Hill was a, a, you know, a whirling dervish throughout the game, and Derek Carr actually looked more than competent. He was hitting receivers all over the place. Won't be easy. All right, so that's next week. Of course, let's go uh, back out to uh, the Los Angeles area and hear from our postgame comments from from Tyson Bajan. Uh, when you hit the first one, the deep ball, mm-hmm. what sort of message do you think that sent in terms of how aggressive you're going to be and how disappointed are you that it didn't kind of spark? Yeah, I think obviously, uh, you know, nobody likes to lose, so very disappointed that uh, we couldn't build off of that, especially on that drive. Um, but as far as what we were looking for to do on that first play, we accomplished. Um, and I thought Moody made a, made a great catch. That's the first interception you had toward their sideline. What what did you see there in terms of the coverage and and the route that DJ had that you were looking for there? Yeah, they went an invert two, a little miscommunication uh, between me and him. Um, But, you know, I think that's that's completely uh, on me. Um, Just got to get off of it and continue to go through my progressions. Self-inflicted wounds for this offense, and, and kind of missing the details. Some of the guys inside the locker room say maybe it was like a lack of physicality. Did you feel like it was just more what you were doing, not you, but the mm-hmm. offense was doing, opposed to what the Chargers defense was showing you? Yeah, 100 percent, especially early. Uh, you know, penalties are never good. Uh, I tr- want to try to play clean, you know, as much as possible. Um, and then, you know, besides that, um, you know, I can't make it worse. So, gotta. Um, you know, no bad plays, just neutral plays or good plays. So I got to take that in next week and um, continue to, um, you know, get ready and continue to get ready and uh, do a better job taking care of the ball. DJ only had one, one target in the second half. How does, how does a guy like that only get one target? Yeah, I mean, that's never um, a good thing. Um, but, you know, it's all just about how the game flows. I think there are a couple, um, when I think about off the top of my head, where uh, – could have you know gave him the ball a little bit more um but you know i'll have to go back and look at the film and check a lot of those things out so what's your thought process when you fall behind quite a bit and Mm -hmm. it forces you to not play recklessly but like take some more risks because you need Mm -hmm. to throw your way back into the game how are you looking at that scenario when you're in it uh just trying to you know play the next play it's always one play at a time so taking the play that's given to me and operating it uh to the best of my ability and um you know, you never want to get down early, but, you know, when you do, I mean, it's part of it. So um, can't think about it in the fact of um, needing to force things, but just taking advantage to the maximum extent, maximum extent every play that I get. Do you feel like you did force things, or do you feel like you had restraint? I feel like it was a, it was a mix. I feel like I did. Um, I feel like there were a lot of plays where, you know, I'm getting through my reads and making the correct uh, throws. And then I think there are a couple where, um, you know, I haven't watched the film yet, but thinking off the top of my head where I did uh, maybe force the issue a little bit. Um, so i got to do a better job of that going forward. With the uh, deep ball to Bayless, when I left your hand, did you think that was going to be six? 
Uh, yeah, I felt, you know, yeah, I felt good about it, but, you know, always going to trust, always going to trust the guys that are out there. I got full, uh, full faith in Velas. Uh, I've seen him make plays like that a million times. So, um, that happens again next week and the week after that, still going to, uh, make it a point to, to get him the ball. Were you surprised, uh, Mac ran with you on that, uh, play where it looked like Darnell was going to throw? Uh, no, nah, I think that he's one of the greatest, um, when you think about players in this league, so uh, high IQ, um, and you know it's a good thing he did, or that would have been a touchdown. It looked like he blanketed you, like he didn't give you an inch on it. Is that is say that, it again? It looked like he didn't give you any space at all, like he was right on it. Yeah, he was. Do you think you'll learn more from last week's game or this week's game? Or from last week's game. game. I don't know. I just try. I take. I try to take. Uh, I try to take things from from every game that I play in. You know, this is all still uh, new, but um, so I try to take things from from every game. So I took a lot from last week. I'm going to take a lot from this week, and I'll take a lot from next week and the week after that. Uh, whether I'm starting or not, I'm always taking things away from every time that we step on the field. What about him in regard to what Patrick asked you? Just the up and down. Just last week, feeling so good, and now this, you guys are just not competitive in the game. How do you process that? Um, yeah, we got to be we got to be more consistent. Uh, you know, when you sign up to play in this league, you're you're signing up for you know ebbs and flows and highs and lows. Uh, it happens to every team every year. So uh, we just got to do a better. We got to do a good job of honing in this week. You know, focusing in, locking in on the details, and um, taking care of the ball. Those, those cover two looks that they were throwing at you guys a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. kind of on. Like, how can you? How can you? What's the work? Just gotta, you know, always just gotta take what they give you. Um, you know, there's there's checkdowns on every play. There's there's uh, shorter routes on every play that, um, you know, we just need to take advantage of and march our way down the field. And you know, when when you're forced with situations like that, you just gotta do. You gotta really put a focus on taking care of the ball because it's gonna be longer play drives. All right, Tyson Bajant there after the ball game. Uh, we have a couple minutes left to kind of react to that, what you heard tonight. I don't know if you got the same vibe I did, but let's talk about the interception. They were asking, were you forcing things, whatever. On that play, DJ Moore was supposed to run a 12-yard out. That's what it looked like, and that's what the ball was delivered to be a 12-yard out. But Asante Samuel had jumped the route. And D.J. Moore turned it upfield and was going down the sideline, almost like, you know, a double move. And thinking Bajant probably would see it, maybe pump it, and then let it go. He didn't do it. He, he threw the pass for the play and the pattern that was called. That, you know, okay, it's, it, it, like he said, that's all on him. But those are the things that happen. Unfortunately, you know, it's too late and we can't make up for that. But the more you play with a a player like DJ, the more you're going to understand. He's smart enough to know, break it and go. Maybe next week he'll he'll, he'll, he'll make the right decision. Improvise, Danny. That's the key. Improvise. All right, well, it didn't go well for the Bears here tonight. They lose 30-13 to to the Los Angeles Chargers on Sunday Night Football. Again, we'll be back with you Sunday at 11 a.m. as the Bears take on the New Orleans Saints in New Orleans. Hope to talk and hear from you people next Sunday. Absolutely. We appreciate your phone calls. Please appreciate you staying up late with us here as well. It's going to do it for our edition of the Hampton OB Show, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Again, back with you next week at 11 o'clock in the morning, and our postgame will follow the football game from 
from New Orleans. three to five. <laughs> from three to five. Exactly. Look at, look at you're all 